Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone listening on TuneIn, yes, we are back on TuneIn. It's another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast and Repeat, episode 83. Thanks for joining us this week. My name is Dave Taylor, joined along with Sean Hood, and uh, many ways you can find us. We're the only wrestling podcast through FM99 and 106.9 The Fox. You can find us on FM99.com, 1069thefox.com. Of course, we're on SoundCloud. Tune in again. Thank you, Stitcher iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, you can also email us as well, ESPR at FM99.com and ESPR Wrestling on Facebook and Twitter as well. And you can just search uh, ESPR and Wrestling. And we have a lot going on this week, kind of mixing things up a little bit. Sean, what's going on? And uh, this week, we're going to do things a little differently this week. We've actually got an interview this week that Dave did um, with, I don't remember the gentleman's name. Dave McLean from, Thank you, yes. from was, Glow and Woman of Wrestling. It threw me off every time because his name's Dave. <laughs> so I was like, no, it's not Dave. What's the dude's name? Dave's here. Yeah, Dave's here, man. Dave's, Dave didn't interview Dave. That would be strange. Um, but yes, yeah, so it, Dave got an interview with him, and he's going to throw to that here in a few. But first, we want to talk to you a little bit about what happened this week in wrestling. So it's not really the news, no, but it's... In our news segment? Yeah. Well, because there was a show that we barely got any attention last week because it's like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Well, you know, Dave Dave will give it its own bumper music here because it's not really the news. We'll just some other kind Should of. Should I make it British? I'll make it British. Sure, make it British sounding. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Very British, Dave. I like that. Thank you. <clears throat> Anyways, so uh, we'll start right off and we can talk about uh, just briefly if you'd like. A Dave Dave actually watched an NXT program, guys. Yeah. I'm so thrilled. <laughs> um, we both watched NXT UK. And I think the show is pretty dang good. Uh, there's lots of good wrestling on there. Uh, you may not have known some of the guys just if you haven't been following NXT UK. But I think there's a lot of potential on that that roster. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, I thought the tag match was pretty good. Um, I think that the best Finn matches Balor of the night out. were the tag match that opened it all up with Mustache Mountain, Zach Gibson, and the other guy in the tag uh, uh, James Drake. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I think the next best match of the night was the main. I mean, well, I shouldn't say next best. I think that was the best match of the night. I, 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 I could have. It could have been shorter, but okay. I, but because um, I, I would love to have the women have more time because I thought Tony and, and Rhea could have given more time to kind of I tell her story. I thought Tony and Rhea had, had a good amount of time. But uh, but if they uh, weren't if they weren't in the main event slot, I don't. I, I didn't. I didn't feel like they needed to go longer. But uh, I mean, I give it a show a B. I did enjoy it. Um, you know, I, I I wish the the day massive Eddie Dennis match. Was okay um, for a plunder match. Like I, you know, they're both big dudes. But yeah. but um, I, I don't know if it's like it just didn't click with the audience. By the way, off the charts, the whole show. Yeah, I was gonna. Who do who do you think it didn't click with, Dave? Does <laughs> this seem to click with everybody? But maybe you. Maybe, maybe me. I and, and say, I, I, but I think a part. I think a good portion of that also has to do with the fact that you don't care about any of these guys. You don't know any of them. It, so it can be part of that. Yeah, you, yeah. There's no vesting. Uh, Finn Balor showing up was cool too. That that was the one thing I didn't really like. Because I'm fine with him showing up on the show and everything, but one of the beefs I have is that the guy that he was up against, um, help me. Uh, Jordan Delvin. Jordan Delvin, thank you. It didn't do anything for Jordan. Um, it didn't do anything for Jordan. Well, here's my thing. It would have had it been anybody but Jordan. Because Jordan has had a joke ever since he's shown up in NXT, UK, whatever you want to say, um, that he is Finn Balor light. Because he dresses like him. He has the same look as him, same hair, was similar he, style. Was he trained by Finn? He was trained by Finn as well. So, like, this dude really has this kind of and this running gag, and he wears a jacket to come out just like Finn, too. So, it's like, yeah, there's this running gag that he's kind of just ripping off Finn Balor, but it's not a gimmick. It's not like it's, not like it's a gimmick where they're going to work it into a storyline. Yeah. It's just a joke at this point about this guy. So, then putting him up against Finn, 
who, by the way, wearing just polar opposite clothing because one of them's wearing white with black, the other one's wearing black with white. And it's like, okay, guys, you didn't even think when you did this, did you? Um, I, I, by the way, I, the, the way Finn wrestled in this match, yeah. that's the Finn I like to see wrestle in this match. Maybe because it's a guy that was similar style or whatever. Right. But, you know, other since like AJ, you know, I like to like Finn, but there's too many times where the matches are just too plotting. He's not a plotting guy. He's well, it's a, not that Finn's plotting. It's just that Finn has to sell the whole he has to sell the entire time yeah. because it's like they don't understand that Finn can be on offense and be believable. You just need to let yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because seeing this is like, well, damn, that's what he needs yeah, to do. Yeah, no, he could do that on a regular <laughs> basis if yeah. they would just let him. Um, I, I agree with you. I think I think Finn looked really good in this. And Delvin looked good, but I don't feel like this helped him in the sense that you just brought out and, and highlighted that he's mimicking this other guy, that he's essentially a carbon copy of this other guy. Yeah. And then you had him lose to him. I, I you get know? that, yeah. So, like, I didn't love that. But, I mean, the match wasn't bad. I'm not going to – and I, one thing I did appreciate is how they kept teasing the coup de gras. Yeah. And they kept teasing it and teasing it and teasing it until they finally gave it to him. And, and that's how matches crowd. should be. So, it's not five finishers. It's you're attempting to do the finish. Well, I mean, my thing is, like I, I don't have a problem with them doing that. It just doesn't need to be every match. It's If you want it to be the main event, fine. The main event can have two, three finishers, whatever. But the rest of the matches, I don't need – 10 kickouts of everybody's finisher. Yeah, everything. yeah. I mean, he did get Which, three better ends, but uh, in the main event. So. I think, didn't he only hit two? Well, the third one, he, he transitioned to the, uh, the hands. Yeah, but I thought he only landed two of them. I thought he went for three and hit two. Uh, I, think, I could be wrong. I think he got three, because if our other two kicked out, and then moves off to top rope in the main event, um, I don't know you know, if, if, how that was planned, because he went for it again. I'm not sure if that was the way it was supposed to go or not. It, 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 it both looked, times, it looked like they messed up. It just looked very dangerous. Well, I, both, I liked it if, if that was... If they both times it looked like Coffrey fell. Yeah. It looked like he lost his balance and fell. Now, the thing is, I really enjoy Coffrey's character and what he's going for with all that. I think it works really well. So it's a real shame for me, at least, that it seems like he's going to be immediately overshadowed by Walter. Yeah. Um, Walter, by the way, is huge. Yeah. Yeah. That was that guy was huge. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. By the way, this is the man's name. So let's say it properly based on the fact that it's all caps. Yeah. Uh, Walter. (laughs) Um, That's that's. How it's going to be. Yeah, because we knew we knew he signed, and we're like, well, where's he going to end up? And well, now we know. Now we know. Which is good for that but brand. But I mean, looking at the size of that guy, he could end up anywhere. Yeah. The um, and it's advanced like salivating. Oh my god. I'm 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 very interested to see what they do with him. But uh, Pete Dunne, by the way, they brought it up repeatedly. This dude's going on two years as a champion. Yeah. Longest running champion of the modern era. His the next. Granted, it's not a world title technically, but I mean, it kind of is because it's their brand. You know, and yeah. it's their to brand's top title, and. He is at this point closing in on, uh, I think they said Hulk Hogan's is the next reign that his he, he will come up against. I wonder when Hogan ran. I mean, because one was like four years or whatever. But that, yeah. but that could, I mean, know, that that could that very could well be the, be the next, next one. one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at this point, I don't know. He eclipsed uh, Diesel and CM Punk and all these other guys, and yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, but even I thought the main event was really really good. The guys worked really well together. Very brutal. Very it, it was a physical match. I, I still physical. think, the, just I mean, oh, my gripe is just the length, but but I I did just you know I enjoy Dave the can't pay attention to anything for too long. No, he gets mad at the entrances. He gets mad at the matches. It's like Dave's got to be twenty minutes and he's done, man. He can't do any longer than that. Things um, in any event, the I, the one thing I, I saw that I didn't really love in this this show was uh, the diving headbutt from Tyler Bate in the opening match. I thought that was a little unnecessary. I don't love seeing those anymore. There were a lot of headbutts in this. The headbutts in general don't bother me too much because it's controlled when you're standing there next to the guy doing a headbutt and you just headbutt him in the, the chest or yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's not that bad. When you're diving off the top rope from 10 feet in the air, it is very easy to accidentally concuss yourself. Concuss or neck injuries. Yeah, and that's not something, that's not something we need to do anymore. We just don't no. need it. 
Um, in any event, still a good show. If yeah, it was up to me, I'd say go out of your way to see the opening match and the main event. Those are the two matches I would point to to say you absolutely need to see. Um, but I definitely think Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm had a fantastic match yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, little stunned that they took the title off of Rhea that fast. I, yeah, I was surprised too. Unless there's something else, but I, I, I do like both of those oh, I their love styles. Both of them. I mean, love just both of them. Just man, it's just a different side of viciousness. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the direction that women's wrestling has gone, and to see what these two are doing is it's a good funny sign. You say that because the next thing I want to talk about is Monday Night Raw. Wow. Yeah. And granted, well, full disclosure here: SmackDown hasn't happened yet. We will talk about SmackDown at a later time. But, yeah. Um, we were recording this on Tuesday because we wanted to get the interview out to you guys. So um, on Monday Night Raw, lots of stuff happened, but one thing really, really rubbed me, and apparently a lot of the audience, the raw way, because the audience did not react well to it on in, on the internet. Um, when they had a scene where a production guy walks in on Alexa Bliss topless, and she's covering up over her, her breast with a T-shirt, why? What was the point of that? That's yeah. the kind of stuff you booked through about 2004, five. You know what I mean? Like roughly. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the, attitude the PG, era nonsense. Yeah. That's that's. But see, this is the stuff where everybody's like, "Oh, the PG is killing them." What does that What does that give to the show? What does that add to the show? Yeah, maybe Alexa Bliss can't wrestle right now. Doesn't mean she needs to do that. And I'm not knocking her for doing it. I'm knocking whoever came up with the idea. Um. And, and I think, and I'm, if I'm looking at. It, I mean, I think WWE even has this. On their no, this is somebody else's. Yeah, WWE has posted this on their YouTube page itself. And that's crazy to me. That's crazy. You know, of course, it has 1.4 million views. Oh yeah, because they're gonna look. Wait, but the thing is, well, I mean, 1.4 million views. I'm not even sure if that's the high end of the views they would get. Yeah, I, this segment, I didn't care for this at all. As a matter of fact, um, it just seemed pointless, and it seemed to be a step backwards for the WWE because they've done, they've gone out of their way to not represent the women this way. Yeah. In WWE the last couple of years, and I just don't see the point. You know, it makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, because there's this, you know, and I don't know if they're trying to put comedy back into it because, like, with the whole Braun and Vince thing, when Vince first comes out, when Braun flips over the car, which, by the way, also hated. Yeah, that was the reaction. If the reaction was different, I would have been like, but you know, but you can't make Braun a comedy guy. Yeah, it's just, it's. But yeah, so that was pointless. It just, it, 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 it was a step backwards. For the yeah. WWE, um, it, it made no sense. And actually, when they went back to the commentators, Renee Young has her head her head down, her eyes closed, like she's like, "Oh my god!" Like that's the expression she's making. Yeah. And Corey Graves is literally just dead panning into the camera, like he has nothing to say about this. It's nonsense. Yeah. The, the, and I look, and no I point. think Alexa Bliss is gorgeous. I am the last person to complain about Alexa Bliss looking good. But that being said, there's no reason to present her this way when we've gone out of our way to represent the women in a certain in a certain light. Yeah, yeah, because 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 you present, you know, uh, Becky and Charlotte as Oscar as phenomenal wrestlers right. and Ronda and Sasha, and right. then you pull this crap. You know, how long before they have Charlotte do something like that or whatever? And I'm saying maybe it was a one time thing and it was just something they thought would be funny and it didn't land and they're like, all right, never mind. But this, to me, is one of those things where I point to and go, hey, maybe 70-something Vince McMahon shouldn't be booking this anymore. Yeah. You know, because I'd be willing to bet you that was his idea. I'd be willing to bet money that was Vince's idea. Yeah, we should have him go into the dressing room. That's my he best always best. was into that sort of thing. I yeah. just, it, it bothered uh, me. The, the Lita Dean Malenko thing when Lita's taking a shower. Yeah. And he was stalking her. Yeah. Yeah, creepy, creepy. creepy the sex stuff. celebration. That oh, yeah. neither of them wanted to do, yeah, but yeah. Vince insisted. It's, it's, 
I just don't see the point in that segment. This is not what the product is anymore. And telling me that PG is killing wrestling is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, no, what's killing it is, is the it's story just bad lines. booking. Yeah, bad yeah. booking. It's just bad booking. Yeah. And this making it not PG or leaning that direction does not make it any better. Yeah, I, there was, and not to give what culture a shout out, but I, I do enjoy their videos. Uh, but they did have one about like 10 things that WWE ruined that like people like, that wasn't their creation. You know, either like right. things they brought in like Sting or, um, you know, like Zack Ryder's push. Sting. I, I <laughs> you know, ruined Sting. Sting was fine right up until he got injured. Like the only reason that that didn't go better is because the dude didn't get to retire on his own terms. He had to retire because of an injury. But they but they made his match against Triple H like like it was an invasion that did it like fifteen years prior. You know, I, what else I, are they gonna do, Dave? They, they <laughs> Sting got there fifteen years too late. Yeah, I mean there was nothing else they could do with the guy at that point. But but you know they have a tendency of well we didn't create it we're gonna ruin it kind of thing tag teams or whatever else and. I mean, I don't know. I, I would argue that because I don't feel like they go out of there because it makes no sense to sign somebody to a big money contract and then ruin it. That makes no sense. That makes no business sense whatsoever. I think they may have different visions for how they would use these things. Maybe it's and some of it, it just doesn't work. Maybe they can't work with the person. Or maybe it's not ideal. It's not as good as the other stuff they did. That doesn't mean they ruined them. It just means it's not the highlight of their career. Yeah, but again, yeah. once they get there, again, Sting's in his 50s at that point. Like, I mean, what well, are you going to get? Well, I get he's not going to. I don't know. You got the we weren't getting Sting Flair, you know, Sting Flair from Bash no, or, or uh, Great American Bash. Know, never you know got I mean? sting, that wasn't happening. Never got Sting Taker. No, we never did. And at that point, I'm glad we didn't because neither of them were up to it at that point. No, that would that, that would have required more smoke and mirrors than Sting and Triple H. Taker having some of the worst matches last year of the year. <sighs> By the way, did you see uh, Shawn Michaels in an interview where he says he's lost all interest in wrestling anymore? That, I That's a good thing. So, <laughs> I think it's a good thing. Um, I wish he'd had that before he wrestled at Crown, yeah. at Crown Jewel. If you were going to wrestle, I wish you'd just come back for a match that meant something. Yeah. But in any event, uh, other than that on Raw, I mean, Braun is no longer in the title match yeah. he, because he went after Corbin. I do kind of like the idea of Corbin playing mind games with him and getting him screwed out of his title match. And it's, I'm it's interested to see where it's that goes. I'm interested to see where that goes. That's that's decent. Didn't love how they handled it necessarily, but... No, the, the McMahon-Braun interaction was completely awkward. I just don't love McMahon, again, 70-something years old, being like chastising Braun, like, like Braun's a, a kid. Yeah, it's my, it that. should be like, what are you doing? You, you know what? what? You just did that. You're out of the Rumble match, whatever else. Whatever. Like, oh, I mean, he could have easily done that. Match, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Braun easily could have just like, play the Stone Cold card. You know what I yeah. mean? Fine. Vince wants to, you know, throw go back to destroying things. Go back to attacking. You're gonna find me fine. Go back to yeah. Stone Cold would have been angry, but he would have he would have done something about it beyond beyond. I mean, flipping the car was cool. Don't get me wrong, but but trying to fix the door. Which, it's like this is yeah, not a, this is not a sitcom. That yeah, that Bron- not a comedy guy. Yeah. Just what the damn thing. Um, I mean, uh, the, the, but hey, congrats to Finn Balor. Yeah, because that Finn Balor get, featured heavily on this episode. Yeah, as yeah. far as I mean, you get the extra attention from Vincent Mann. Hit the match against. Then he had gender. the match against Gender, and then he got the win in the four way. So yeah. he's going to be facing Brock Lesnar at the Rumble, which I'm way more interested in. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing: kudos. since he's facing Finn, we know he's going to lose. Um, However, um, if it was the beast, if it was the beast and the demon, yeah, oh, oh that'd be so cool. <laughs> well, we got two weeks to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, that'd um, be great. But here, here's something: is is Braun hurt, or do they go? You know what? We're gonna change it up. I, because I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they just don't feel like there's any heat on the match, so they took Braun out. Physically, he flipped over a he car. Was, well, he was throwing people around <laughs> yeah. too. It's not like he was. So he was getting physically. He was cleared for physical activity. So I don't. No, because again, it's his elbow. Yeah, like you can't really do anything if your elbow isn't cleared. You can't be throwing people and lifting cars and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think I think maybe they just realized there was no heat on the match, and they changed it. Now that being said, 
funny how that worked out because then Braun comes out and he's getting this huge get these hands chant. Yeah. And it's like, all right, the fans clearly still into Braun. We just took him out of the match. But, Crap! <laughs> well, well, may, but maybe this is what he needs to rest. I, I still if, think like he needs that, not the reboot because he's gotten that, but he needs that momentum back where people can go, okay, you know, now he's back to being this guy that's going to throw stuff around and, you know, whatever. And, right. But just take out the comedy of this guy. Make I him feel like beast. at this point it's, 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 I don't know. Braun, if he was going to lose, maybe this is the best thing. Yeah. Because so, yeah. he doesn't need to lose to Brock. Again. No, no, because that, that so, hurts to me more. Uh, Bobby Lashley, New York Cardinal champion. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, you know what? Does more for Lashley than it does for either of the other two guys. Yeah, so I'm yeah, fine th- with this that. is a guy that needs it. This frees up Seth to focus on the world title, it's the universal title. And it also frees up Dean, who I'm sure will, if Seth gets involved in that picture, will also find himself involved in that picture. Yeah. it's Dean uh, is off to a rough start. Yeah, because now, like, what do you do with him? Because now he doesn't have a title anymore. He doesn't have, and the feud with Seth is petering out. Yeah, really sadly, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he just, I I blame a lot of this on that first match they had that just went so badly. Not badly, but it wasn't good. It's boring. It was a boring match. I blame a lot of where they're at right now on that because the very next night was when they were like, all right, changes are coming and whatnot. And I think that includes a lot of the people sitting on top, too. You know what I mean? The champions and the people at the top of the card. I think they're going to find themselves moving around a little bit. Yep. Uh, Nikki Cross debuted and... And and to a resounding who cares. Like, I love Nikki Cross. A lot of us love Nikki Cross. But, man, none of them were in that building. She's on the wrong show. She's on the wrong show. Because I figured that's where uh, this would be, the other girl would be going to. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, Lacey Lacey, Yeah, Lacey Who was there. So, I mean, like that, she was, they showed her last night. Um, and there was a lot of people on there last night. You had a, a, a heavy machinery made an appearance. Nobody cared. Yeah. Uh, EC3 was there. Nobody cared. Um, and there was somebody else whose name escapes me at the moment. But I, there were several people there last night from NXT all making appearances, and nobody gave a crap. The audience didn't react, nothing, because you're just throwing people on television all of a sudden. You're yeah. not making any of them feel important. If you wanted people to care, it should have been a, you know, Nikki Cross coming should have been revealed as like this big thing. Um, for the women's division, or like EC3, he was lined up outside of Vince McMahon's office to get a title match, right? Yeah. He wanted to talk to Vince. He should have been able to at least make his case to an announcer or, or an interviewer or to Vince himself, you know what I mean, or something. He should have been able to do something to remind people of who he is and why he's important. Because a lot of the wrestling fan wa- fans watching Raw aren't watching it next year. Yeah, they, they have no idea who this guy is. Who's this guy? Yeah. The, like what worked, like when Asuka debuted before they. You know, ruined it, but for a while. But 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 she debuted strong. It was a thing. Yeah. You know, are you it ready for up? That's what you need to do with these people. Well, they do that with Lars Sullivan too. Yeah. So when Lars shows up, at least people have an impression of him. Not yeah. who's that guy? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like that's exactly. the reaction oh, all oh, of them were getting. Dozovic came out to you know confront Alexa Bliss because mm-hmm. she's talking about woman tag team titles, which was good. But then he's out, and it's like, okay, this is. I awkward. mean, don't get me wrong. Nikki looked good last night. It just was a kind of a flat debut for her. Yeah, you know, doesn't it doesn't mean much? Really, Nikki being coming out and teaming up with people right away is kind of well, silly. Because yeah, because that's crazy. Not her, that's not her character either. No, it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. She, I'm not saying she can't team with anybody. Yeah, but just her coming out that way, and I just I don't know. Uh, and is this set up because now Sasha's teaming up with Ronda Rousey? Because of course, hey, you're going to fight each other, so we're going to team you up. Because what's use that crutch? I'm bummed because we said that we were hoping the changes were going to start. We were going to start seeing the changes, and so far the changes this week I don't know that I love. I'm fine with Bobby Lashley getting the Intercontinental Title. I'm fine with Finn in the World Title Match or Universal Title Match. Don't know what they're doing with Braun. Um, didn't love the Alexa Bliss stuff. Hated the way they did the NXT guys uh, last night. You, you, um, you, just uh, throwing people on television is not a solution. Yeah, to the and the moment of Bliss thing hasn't worked for me yet. I don't dislike it, but I think she has to find her her rhythm, her 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 
natural heel role as that interviewer. I think that's what's missing. And it's got to be natural, yeah. Because because the Ronda thing last week, and I'm like, yeah, you've had right. beef with Ronda, and and like, but this whole segment just came off and. Yeah, it just didn't work for me, you know. But I did like the idea of Heyman being on there so that she's not only relegated to interviewing the female wrestlers because yeah. that would automatically kind of box her in. But I liked that she had Heyman on there; that was kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'd like to see her get back in the ring at some point, you know. But God knows when that'll be. Yeah, who knows? At this point, she did some interview the other day where people were griping about the fact that she wasn't back in the ring yet, and she was like, "It's a brain; you can't tell it to heal. You yeah, know? it just does it at its own rate." So, yeah. Take all the time she needs, because God knows I don't want her to have to retire because of it. Yeah, yeah, but, that'd be uh, a shame. It's just a bummer. I'm hoping she could be back. Well, at least you're keeping her on TV, so we're not forgetting. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. Her. keeping her relevant, which but, is good. You know, but just I mean, talk about you know, because she had the bad match with Ronda where she lost the title, mm-hmm. which they made that a joke. Then they had know. a better match. Yeah, they had a better match, but at that point, you know, yeah. sorry, you already pretty much told us that she didn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, which nobody believed. Yeah, at yeah. that point, uh, the Sasha Banks Ronda thing was fine. I didn't mind that. Um, Sasha Banks actually came across pretty good in that, like, uh, leaning a little more, little more dark on that the the the, the dark side of the force. Um, Ronda started out being, you know, respectful. Ronda, yeah, I never liked that in baby faces. The super respectful competitor, it doesn't really do much for me. Not everybody's Bob Backlund, and um, who was one of the most boring baby faces on the planet. I'm sorry, he was. He was. He's a great wrestler. Just God, he was boring as far as a character. Um, I'm fine with her being respectful to a degree, but I did like that she started to to snap back at Sasha a little bit when Sasha was like, I'm going to teach you how to be a humble loser or something yeah. like that. And uh, Ronda was like, no, you can go ahead and hold on to that because, <laughs> you know, that's what she's been doing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just don't like it's the crutch of them teaming up or whatever. I get it. Yeah. Okay, two adversaries. Hey, they're going to team up and fight Nia Jax and Tamina again. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. But hey. Right. It happened. Yeah. And that was Raw. And again, a mixed bag on Raw for me. Mixed bag. I'm hoping it gets better. Yeah. I mean, watch the main event. And if you like title changes, you can watch that too. Yeah. Um, Do we have any emails? I didn't think we did, but it's possible we did. We did do this episode early this week. Um, we didn't give people a lot of time to get in touch with us. Oh, uh, you know, we just got one from uh, Jeffrey. Oh, did we? Yeah. Oh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey's yeah. alive. Jeffrey, yes. Jeffrey. <laughs> Yeah, we just got this in, like, right as we were recording the show. So I watched right, NXT cool. TakeOver Blackpool. No, it didn't mean it was as exciting as the usual TakeOver first. The matches held up fantastically. I am pleased with everyone, minus Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm. I agree, Tony will make a great champ. Just wasn't see uh, Rhea ready to lose yet, which yeah. I, I think kind of surprised both of us and stuff. Agreed. Uh jumped out of his seat when Finn came out to face his evil twin. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe Coffrey, uh, he liked the match. Coffee. It gets to be done. Uh, yeah, Coffey. Um, you know, the Iron King shtick, uh, he's got, um, you know, Zach Gibson and Jake uh, James Drake winning. He's happy mm-hmm. about that. Uh, you know, Mustache Mountain to me seems could they could be a regular, like, NXT tag team. Um, well, they have been. They've been you champions. Know, and, uh, they and beat then, the Undisputed Era. And, like and, and, uh, <laughs> then they, uh, and he says, I'm sorry if my messages are too long to read. But, uh, but hey, no, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. I will, I, in the future, I will just say this. If you have a lot of points you want to get across to us, bullet point them. <laughs> <laughs> make it make it easy for us to segment them out um, because maybe we'll use parts of them and not others so we don't have to read the whole thing yeah he goes stop why i emailing so often because my long text scare you guys so you ignore him on the show well nah, not this fine. week jeffrey you're fine jeffrey we miss you yeah you know that old song don't know what you got till it's gone we want you back jeffrey yeah there we go i'm um, right. glad to hear from him that's nice yeah that's nice but yeah so okay so now we're gonna say take a little break and then when we come back dave is gonna be talking to David Klein, the founder of Glow Wrestling, the original Glow in the 80s. 
and the current runner of uh, the Woman of Wrestling, Wow, which has a big debut uh, Friday night in Access Television. And, of course, Glow being in the news over the, over the last year or two because of the, the resurgence of popularity because of the Netflix show. Yep, we'll ask him about the Netflix show and ask him what we expect on the new Wow show. Nice. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back with that. Miss an episode of ESPR? Find previous episodes and interviews with WWE superstars like Drew McIntyre. Ron and I stepped in the ring once in the UK and I saw everybody starting to stand on their feet just getting face to face with each other. And you know, that's moments that it's like, wow, you know, we don't have to create an intricate story. People just are into it by just standing face to face. The ravishing Russian Lana. It's going to be a very ravishing day. Just search ESPR on all your major podcast apps. Hi, Dave. How you doing? I'm great, David. How are you? Fantastic. It's a pleasure speaking with you, the uh, the creator of, of WOW, Woman of Wrestling. You are, and, and it's always tough to throw the word icon around in wrestling for it to not mean anything. For you, holy cow, it really means something because you've done so much in wrestling. Uh, the Woman of Wrestling is your latest venture. I know it's going to air uh, beginning of Friday night, uh, January 18th. And uh, what can we look for for the new season? Because I just saw your roster. There's a lot of uh, big names you have this season. Well, I got to tell you, Dave, it's going to be a pleasure because that night on January 18th on Access TV, everybody's got to check their cable, their satellite, Access TV. The face of wrestling will change again. They're going to see a specimen get into the ring called the Beast. And everyone can point to, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that cold's got me for the winter. The, the Andre the Giant, when he walked into that ring, everyone knew and saw a phenom. You know, you think about everybody else that's just a superstar in wrestling, from The Rock to Stone Cold to The Undertaker. They all developed as stars. But when the Andre the Giant stepped over the third rope, you looked at him and your jaw dropped. That's going to happen again on that Friday night, January 18th, on Access TV. Fans of wrestling are going to see a phenom. Her name is The Beast, and she steps into that ring that night on Access TV. Jaws will drop. I don't remember a specimen that looks like this and is an athlete like this since the late Joni Lawler, China. When she and Triple H walked out, you went, holy smokes. That will happen again on January 18th on Access TV. Secondly, for wrestling fans, and really, I got to say, for wrestling fans, you're going to see Tessa Blanchard, and everybody knows that Blanchard name. Yep. Tessa Blanchard is the Impact Champion of the Knockouts Division, and through a workout agreement between our companies, Tessa is wrestling in Wild Women of Wrestling. She came here for one purpose, to get the championship the championship being around Santana Garrett's waist. And in contention for that, a wrestler whose shoulders have never been pinned, an original WOW wrestler from when WOW was in syndication years ago, and she lives right in your backwoods. She lives right outside Richmond, Virginia, in the woods, Jungle Girl. Wow. And Jungle Girl will be participating that night, and she's one of your own from your state, your great state, and she'll be competing um, in WOW that night on Access TV on the 18th of January. It's 9 o'clock Eastern, and it's going to set wrestling 
you know, on fire because it's something new and it's an alternative to all the other wrestling programs out there. And what's key is it's the only one-hour dedicated program in wrestling to females. The only one. It's an all-female one-hour wrestling show. And that's something that, you know, I hold dearly and proudly vis-a-vis starting Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling back in 85, and having a vision to see women as the stars of the wrestling ring. Yeah, definitely want to ask you about that in, in just a moment. Yeah, women's wrestling seems to be hot right now uh, because because of the Glow TV show you know, on Netflix, which we'll get to, and and because of WOW and a couple of wrestlers and the WWE right now are kind of setting things on fire. Is it is it you've seen, obviously, wrestling change throughout the years? What sets WOW different from from the other groups? I know you got uh, you got Tessa from Impact and stuff, but what makes you guys – other than being all female, what makes these ladies stand out? It's big, it's bold, it's loud, its characters are amplified by 10, and the athleticism and action is nonstop. And all those little things put into the blender together, with it is an all-female cast, with it is dedicated to women, make it unique and provided that being an alternative wrestling program to all the other wrestling programs out there. That's why it's worth checking out. I think the fans are going to fall in love with it. We went out and did marketing. Um, We were even in Virginia because of Jungle Girl being there. We met with families. We asked them what they wanted to see in professional wrestling. We didn't take this lightly to bring it out. The owner of the Wild Women of Wrestling is Jeannie Buss. She owns the Los Angeles Lakers. And Mark Cuban found out about Wild through Jeannie, and he has a passion for professional wrestling. He's participated in it, of course, everyone knows. And his network has really done a fabulous job in building up the brand of New Japan Wrestling. They brought it to America, and they started it out slowly and methodically, and it built, and it built, the interest grew, and then boom, you have live events in, in Long Beach, California that are selling out as fast as Justin Timberlake uh, concerts for New Japan Wrestling. And that's due to Access TV's exposure. That's what they're going to do for women's wrestling. WOW is the beneficiary of that, and it's going to be a tremendous night on January 18th when all the fans get to see new talent, independent talent all under one roof in a showcase of women's wrestling. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Your background in wrestling is amazing because before you did glow, uh, there's something that you were a part of in your life that I, I grew up in Michigan. I, I grew up near Detroit. And so growing oh. up, uh, I was quite familiar with the name Dick DeBruiser. And yes, Dick, Dick was a guy that was well-loved in Detroit. In fact, a radio DJ for years imitated his voice you were the guy that did the Dick DeBruiser fan club. So how did you get involved in wrestling in that regard and then you know, form the fan club? Like every, like every fan or kid of wrestling, I just saw wrestling on television, fell in love with it, went to the live events, and was fortunate enough just by total accident to take photographs at ringside and then some fans asked to buy them. I had no clue what I was doing, but... You know, after I made $5 or 10 in an evening, I thought, wow, this could be a business. And I was fortunate enough to meet the bruiser and start to work for him. 
and he allowed me the opportunity not only to sell photographs, T-shirts, caps, merchandise, but to become the announcer um, as I entered into college. Sam Menneker, who was the famed announcer, was retiring, and they went from a 70-year-old announcer to a 20-year-old kid, <laughs> and uh, it was exciting. I lived a nice dream. What kid wouldn't love to do that? So I was able to go to the Joe Lewis Arena, see the Sheik, Bobo Brazil, uh, Haystacks, Calhoun, Dick the Bruiser, all those famed wrestlers, and I was able to see women's wrestling was not at the forefront of anyone's promotional mind, and they needed a platform, and it just evolved organically. And when I thought of doing GLOW, it was just really out of a passion to see women succeed. It really was in a sport that they'd been held down in. And I wanted to make it new, fresh, big costumes and something that was unique. That is going to be done again now on January 18th because wrestling has been asking for, the fans have been asking for a dedicated one-hour program for women's wrestling for some time. And we're fortunate enough to be the first to give it and provide it. And I think the fans are the beneficiaries. So all that comes and stems from me growing up in wrestling, as you noted. And Detroit was a great place to go. Do you think, like, with the uh, the TV show Glow on Netflix, that kind of has brought some attention back to, to women's wrestling? No no doubt. The, the documentary for Glow that aired then was seen by Jenny Cohen and her producers for the Netflix series Glow. No doubt. It was a special sauce that went into the blender that helped elevate women's wrestling. Um, it may have been the final sauce that went in to take it over the top so that we could bring back WOW and get the attention that we deserved to bring WOW back. And I think it started um, with fans recognizing the talent. I think it started way before Ronda Rousey joined WWE I give her the first seed of planting seeds in people's minds that women were athletes, not, um, you know, princesses to walk out and have oil matches and pillow matches and, and one-minute matches at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, Ronda Rousey um, elevated women's sports um, tremendously. Um, if you look at the evolution of women's sports, it started with Title IX. And no one in today's genre of, of athletes, women, has been told, no, you can't be an athlete. No, you can't play. No, you can't participate. No, that sport's only for boys. So you see that in female athletes' prowess. And Ronda Rousey did it. And uh, hats off to her. I think she did a great job. She opened a lot of doors for women in MMA. She's brought a light to it. And... Um, then Glow came around, and when Glow came around, what that show did perfectly was put a spotlight on the sisterhood of women and their struggles and their interests and their passion to get into the squared circle and wrestle, and it brought it to a broader audience than just a wrestling audience, and I think all those things in the blender helped make the concoction to bring WOW to Access TV on January 18th. Well, you think about that show because, I mean, I've been watching wrestling, you know, for years. And, you know, I remember Glow growing up. 
you think people seeing it now had no idea this existed, you know, almost what, 30 years ago and everything. When, when you when you watch Glow and, 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 and I'm trying to like figure out like your character, I guess, I guess being portrayed on the show. Are, are you um, I guess are you, are you the guy with the money or are you the guy like trying to put the show together? Because <laughs> how, how close to home is that? Uh, there are parts of it that are, are, are spot on um, with respect to that. The one character, I believe, is Bash, B-A-S-H, is the character portrayed by me. Yeah. But um, some of it is spot on, and some of it is, is so out in left field that uh, we didn't even know those things were going on. So um, there was no cocaine. There were no little uh, robots dispensing pills. And... Um, my my vice was maybe a six pack of beer, and the director's vice was a good cigar and gambling at the <laughs> ribs. So, all all of that was made up to make the show more interesting and elevated. But um, so be that. It they did nail the fact that we were always trying to get it on television. They did nail the sisterhood of women's wrestling, and they nailed the the passion of the women, and that's what we've got with Wow. And that will resonate on Access TV. You've got everyone that's engaged in it has a passion for it. You look at Jeannie Buss. She doesn't need a day job. She's got the Los Angeles Lakers to run. Mm -hmm. You look at Mark Cuban. He has lots of companies, lots of programming. But does he really need to get engaged in wrestling, either with New Japan Wrestling and or WOW? No, but he's dedicated a whole Friday night to fights. And he and his president, Andrew Simon, have made it a go-to place for people that want to see the best in fights, MMA, and wrestling. It's passion. Passion breeds passion, and there'll be a lot of it on Access TV on Friday night, January 18th. I, I love it because you do it so well, you don't even have to reset it. Hey, we're, now, do you tape your shows well in advance? I mean, is this, is this not a touring entity at this time, or is it something that you would take on the road? Well, we, we, the programs are shot in Los Angeles at downtown by the Staples Center um, at the Belasco Theater. And that provides a look that is unique. I wish it was bigger because it, it's not wide. The venue's not wide in terms of depth, but it is beautiful and gorgeous. And it provides a, it provides a setting similar to Raw when it started. I forget the year Raw started. I want to say... Is that 92 or 3 or 4? Yeah, 92 or 3 shot, in the ballroom, yeah. Yeah, they shot in a theater in a ballroom in New York. It's it's similar to that, um, just more glamorous because it's a, it's a gorgeous old theater in, in Los Angeles. Um, so that said, we start the season off with eight episodes on Access. Then we will... Um, the plans are to have a total of 26 for this year um, and not tour it until next fall, only in a few select markets. So that would be next October, September, October, November, in very select markets. We have a, a, a process to bring this out, and we're taking it from the playbook of Access TV and how they – developed and slowly rolled out new japan wrestling mm -hmm. we want to do the same thing we want to do it successfully and sometimes that means you got to crawl before you run and we need to do that now if, if, if correct me here i because i know wwe did their evolution pay-per-view and, and you know becky lynch and charlotte 
stole the show that night and you had like big stars and everybody's like oh that's the first all-women's pay-per-view i think did you not do the first all-women's pay-per-view back in the 90s was that you uh yes we did so you know that was the first pay-per-view for the wwe that featured all women yeah, but yeah, yeah, because but they you know make it sound like it was the first ever. I was like, wait a minute, because I remember WoW in the '90s. I remember the name, um, but you know, but yeah. the, you guys did it. Now, how was like, you know, how has like technology changed for you in like producing a show? You know, from I mean, because I'm assuming you have a bigger budget now. Is that a lot easier? <laughs> Two things are harder. One, it's harder to produce because the standards of production are higher. The 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 threshold to produce a program requires it look better, it be bigger, it be the best. And that's our standard. We work daily to do that. We've got a great team working on WOW. Many of the back-end people come from MGM Studios that work on Lucha Underground um, programming. So we've got the best in the industry packaging and putting WOW together. The other thing that's unique is it's much more difficult to get the brand out there and known. When Glow started, there were only five stations in the market. Mm -hmm. The big three networks, uh, a UHF station, and one independent. Fox had not started yet. Fox Network started when they were buying up the stations the second year of Glow. So when Glow hit, I mean, its ratings were in 26, 27s, 18s. I mean, the ratings were crazy. Um, and now there's, what, 500 stations to watch when yeah. you turn on your TV? Yeah. So it's harder to get the brand to break through all the noise and to be known. And with telephones, um, there's just, you know, there's so many distractions for people daily. When back in the day, you got home from work, you turn on the TV, you have five stations to watch, and that was it. So it's, it's more difficult today to put it together. It's not as easy. Was it, was it tough to leave GLOW um, you know, after all, everything was going on? Because you were involved with for a couple of years, and then eventually you would form WOW? Yes. I, I sold my interest in GLOW. And it was, it, I, I didn't learn it until just maybe a year ago. The owners of GLOW, there were three of us and a director, and all of us had different visions for the property. And that's why, you know, I didn't stay. I had a clear set vision for the property, and I came from a wrestling background, and I wanted to see women's wrestling go in one direction. And when I left and sold it, you know, Glow became more of a comedy than a wrestling show. And that wasn't my direction. I liked the blend, and I loved the aspects that built the characters and branded them, but I didn't want to go in that complete fashion. So I left, and, um, you know, my passion, I went and worked with ESPN for 18-some years, but my passion always brought me back to wrestling. I love your passion. You know, if, if there's, uh, I mean, just to recognition, I think you deserve in this business for what you done, just, you know, just for women's wrestling and, and, you know, just even for like local wrestling in general back in, you know, in Indianapolis and, um, you know, the Dick to Bruiser fan club and stuff, man. I mean, just, you've done so much stuff. It's incredible. Well, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm lucky. I, I, 
I'm I'm so lucky and blessed. I have many friends who, you know, they're working. Some of them even have, you know, terrifically paying jobs. And I've never had to work for money. I just work for the passion. And I have I I just realized, boy, am I blessed to do that. Just lucky. Man, well, I'm looking forward to uh, January 18th and access nine o'clock Eastern time. It'll be a good time. It's going to be a new night in wrestling. I got to tell you, new night, Tessa Blanchard, The Beast, Jungle Girl, Abilene Maverick, Kira Hogan, who's, who's a spitfire who we named Fire. She'll be on the card that night. You'll see the introduction of a character, the voodoo doll. It'll have all the fun of GLOW with all the athleticism and storyline and character direction of WOW Women Are Wrestling. It's a dream of mine. It's a 30-year culmination of a vision. Wrestling fans deserve it. They want to see the best in women's wrestling. Access TV is going to deliver it. So you're right. Friday night, January 18th, 9 o'clock Eastern. Tune in and cheer on your own. Jungle Girl. She's a Virginia girl. She lives there, and she'll be in the main event that night. Nice. Well, good luck with the new season. I'm looking forward to it. Women's Wrestling's on fire right now, and what a better time to premiere than uh, January 18th. Thank you so much. So that's it for the show this week. Nice, Dave. Nice work. Pretty Thank work. You. Pretty work. I want to say it smelled nice, but I don't know. <laughs> In any event, uh, that is episode 83 of Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Of course, again, you can find us Facebook.com slash ESPR99. On the Twitter, at ESPR99. Email us at ESPR at FM99.com. And uh, wherever you listen to us, whatever format it's on, whatever app it's on, again, ESPR, wrestling, that'll help you find us. But please give us a five-star rating and a review. And remember, guys, share, 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 share. Yes, please. That is super important. And we're back so, on TuneIn. That's right. We're back on TuneIn. So until next week, which is next week, the, the Royal Rumble, Royal preview? Rumble preview. Yeah. We say this, and then we'll check it later and go, no, wait, it's the preview preview or something. But uh, I think you're right. I yeah, think, it, I think next preview week be, next yeah, week. Yeah, this is the first time we haven't done a preview preview show in the wild because we've had some other other stuff going on. I know. Well, maybe we could call it the preview preview. <laughs> one but in any event, so next week, Raw Rumble preview. Until then, remember, guys, eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. repeat.